Please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Yes, we have moved on from Hebrews. Hallelujah. And uh, we're going to be doing a series that I'd like to entitle, The Life That Pleases God. Doesn't that sound so good? <laughs> Amen. The Life That Pleases God. You know, because we were talking about without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we really should be living lives that please God. Amen. And uh, so I, I want to move on. You know, I've taught you about the power of God now. Okay. I've, I've not only taught you faith, but I've also taught you patience as well, the thing that, that assists your faith and helps your faith, you know, that spiritual toughness, amen, so that you can become more than conquerors. Now, what do you do with all of this? You know, you're dressed for battle and nowhere to go, <laughs> okay? And so what we want to do is look at what we need to do with all of this power because, you know, there are two things in the kingdom of God. It's faith and love. And faith is the thing that reaches out and receives from God, and it is the thing that, that God gave us so that we could bring things into line with God's will. If I could put it that way, that's the strongest statement I can make, that that's the reason why we have faith, to bring, not, not for us to, you know, bring things to ourselves and so that we can, you know, get more and more things. It is so that we can line things up back and get things the way they should be uh, in God's kingdom and the way God wants this, this world to be. You know, so many people blame God for everything that is going on and say, well, God is in charge of everything. Well, he kind of isn't. If he was, it wouldn't be in such a mess. Amen. Listen to me. You know, we're the ones that are meant to be doing. We are, we are his hands and his feet. He would need us as his hands and his feet if we was doing it himself. In fact, if I was God, I'd say to everybody, you know what? Just take a break. Go home and sit, you know, stay there. Let me do my thing because <laughs> all you're going to do is mess it up. <laughs> okay. Thank God I'm not God, right? None of you would be. Anyway, so <laughs> doing anything. Uh, but, you know, but the thing is that God wants to work with us. You know, the Lord working with them, it said in the, in the scriptures in the Gospels. And that's the thing that we need to understand that God wants to work with us and we need to be working with God. And the things that we need to learn in order to work with Him are the things that we've been discussing and the things that, you know, we've been going through in talking about faith and in talking about pleasing God in that way. But now I want to go and look at, you know, how do, you know, what are the things that we need to do to please God in using our faith the way we use our faith, and also, you know, the things that we are meant to be using our faith for, <laughs> okay? And so that's what we're going to be looking at over the next several weeks, and this is really leading up to something that I believe that is the next season in full life, um, and that is, you know, reaching out and going beyond our boundaries, so to speak, and we need to do, we, not, we don't only need to do the right thing, we need to do it with the right heart. People need to see the character of God in us. They don't, they don't just need to see us doing what is right. You know, the Pharisees did a lot of things that were right, but their hearts were all wrong. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff they did was really bad as well. But anyway, but, but the thing is, this is what Jesus is going to be talking about throughout this chapter. He's going to say that you have seen certain things and you have cer heard certain things, but I'm going to tell you something else now. I'm going to, I'm going to start talking about where are your motivations. You, are, you, know, you may be doing the right thing, and this is, you know, let me just give you an introduction into this now. In chapter 5, that's what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about doing all the right things and, and getting yourself to the place where you learn how to do all the right things, okay? And now what he's going to be doing is he's going to say, now what is your heart behind what you're doing? Are you all with me? Amen. And so we need to be careful that we're not just doing what is right, but, we, and we're, but we're doing it with the right heart, with the right motivations. And, on, and on, it's only when we do it that way that we please God. Amen. So let me move on from here now. I think that's enough of an introduction. <laughs> okay. Um, 
in his commentary, William Hendrickson says that in this chapter, Jesus demands, listen, sincere devotion of the heart to God. Sincere devotion of the heart to God. Okay? Undivided trust and, and undivided trust in the Heavenly Father amid all circumstances. That's the rest of the chapter. In, in other words, he says, if a man loves the Father sincerely, please listen to what he says next, okay? He says, then to him he will surrender everything, and from him he will expect everything. Now that is a key statement, all right? To him, first of all, he says he will surrender everything. See, Christianity isn't just a life of surrender, but also a life of, okay, God, I'm surrendering to you. Do you know as soon as you surrender to God, something very interesting happens. God tells you what his will is, okay, for your life. And it is not going to be something that you can do on your own. Did you hear what I just said? It is going to require him. It is going to require his hand. It's going to require his miracles working as part of what you are doing. It is not going to be something that you can do in the flesh. Amen. And so I really love what he says here. And it is key to everything that we're going to be talking about and also where we're going as a church. Not only do we, first of all, you know, uh, devote ourselves to God. Again, he says, to him he will surrender everything. Not only do we surrender everything to God and say, okay, God, it's all yours. What do you want, what do you want us to do with everything that belongs to you? <laughs> okay, we're just caretakers of everything that we receive from God. Do you all know that? Okay, you don't own nothing. Okay, you're just a caretaker, all right? Okay, if you didn't know that, there's news for you now. All right, that's the reason why he says, of part of what I give you that is mine, he says, I want, you know, a certain percentage back into the kingdom. And the thing is that he says, you do that, and then I will continue to just supply all of your need according to my riches in glory, not according to your situation. You know, I was, uh, let me just take another moment here and share something with you. Do you know, <laughs> I, I want to give you a picture of what that is like. Okay, And as we begin to move into this, I need you to have this picture in your mind so that you understand where we're coming from. Do you know in any country, you know, when, when some, another country comes and sets up an embassy in that country, okay, what happens is from you know, the, the portion of land that the country that this other country comes into, I hope I'm not mixing all you up, okay? So say country A, okay? Country B comes along and says, I want to set up an embassy in country A. Country A then gives them a certain amount of land so that country B can come and set up their embassy there. What they're actually doing is literally giving them that set of piece of land to be country B's land. In other words, in that little section of land, country B's laws operate, not country A's. Country B's provisions operate, not country A's. So if you were, you know, if you were an ambassador, we are ambassadors of Christ, all right? If you were an ambassador sent to country A, all right, but uh, with, with, the, with the assurance that even though you're in country A, you're not of country A. <laughs> are you getting this? Okay. So country B says, it doesn't matter if they're in famine. It doesn't matter if they don't have enough money. It doesn't matter. Any of these things don't matter. He's, they say, we'll airdrop everything that you need. <laughs> okay. So, so, you know, while you're there, we will meet all of your needs according to our riches. Not that country's riches. Are you all with me? Okay? And so, that, that's so, the country B will say, but now we have things that you need to do. And whatever you need, you, you let us know, and we will get it to you. 
You don't have to say, you don't ever, don't ever come to us, you know, on our video conferencing and say, well, we, you know, I want to do this, but there's no resources here. We're going to say, why are you, why are you saying that? Well, you know, why did you even go there? We told you, if you, if we ask you to do something, we will send you, you let us know what you need, and we will send you everything you need in order for you to do it in that country. And then you can be a blessing to that country. Hallelujah. Because we've got plenty, and we're willing to share. You just need to let us know what you need. Did you get that? All right. So that's, now, why did I say all of that? Because of what this is saying. Not only are we, you know, not only do we surrender, but we expect everything from God as well. And you need both, family, because otherwise you can't do what God design, desires and designed for you to do uh, without his provision. He fully expects to provide for you. Even though you're in this world, you're not of this world. And God is saying, whatever you need now, and because we are about to take a step out, because we want to start looking to bless people in different ways. We've already been blessing people, but we want to expand and we want to do more, okay? And so what I want to deal with is while we're doing the right thing, we need to have the right heart. So I'm taking it even a step further than just doing the right thing and receiving the supply, which is why I taught you on faith. Amen. Okay. But, but not only do we need to receive all that, then we need to do it the right way. You know, if country B's representative was standing there and, you know, people came up to the door and they were hungry and country B stood there and said, here, here, take some of my leftovers. You know, we don't care. About it. Just, just take it. That's okay. And they said, well, we want to thank you. No, no, no. I don't want any of that stuff. You know, that's not a good representative of country B. Also, you know, they said, well, can we have a bit of that? Because we're kind of, no, 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 no. That's reserved for me now. We can't do stuff like that. That's a bad representative of country B, you know, <laughs> okay? What country B's person needs to say is, yes, you're most welcome. You know, when Jesus sat them all down, you know, they, they said, remember his disciples came and said, we have nothing to eat. Send them all into town so they're going to eat themselves, you know? And Jesus said, no, we'll feed them. And then he fed everybody and they had leftovers. Remember, it was a miraculous feeding. Because he, he asked his disciples, you know, what, you know how, how are we going to do this? And they said, well, we just got a few bucks, you know. We can buy so much of food, but that's not going to feed the multitude. And then remember, a disciple came up and said, there's this boy with this lunch pack that he gave. See how that boy sold something and reaped so much back? All right, imagine the blessings that that kid received that day, by the way. But he, you know, he blessed that food and he multiplied it. That is country B's blessing. That is the provision. That's the supply. That's what God wants to do with us. And we need to walk by faith and not by sight because his disciples said, there's no way we can do this. Jesus was walking by faith and he said, you guys are too caught up in what there is and there isn't. Let me show you what God has, <laughs> how God feeds. Amen. And he fed them all and they had 12 baskets left over, one for each disciple. You know, they had a big carry bag, okay, which is fantastic. That is the supply. However, listen to me. You know, they need to do whatever they did. They needed to do with the right heart. It wasn't just a, here you go, here's your food. You should have brought your own, <laughs> okay? No, it was the master is giving this to you. He wants to bless you because he loves you. And that's what they felt. They felt loved that day because they were fed not only the word of God, but they were fed physical food as well. 
Did you hear what I just said? Amen. And we need to be that to this world. Not only bring the word of God to them, but physically meet needs as well. Hallelujah. According to his riches in glory. If you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't have enough. We don't care about your bank account. We care about God's bank account and your ability to draw from it by faith. Amen. Oh, Lordy. Okay. <laughs> so learn how to walk by faith. Amen. All right. Further to this. William McDonald says that the name Father is found 10 times in the first 18 verses and is the key to understanding them. I know I told you to turn to Matthew chapter 6. We'll get there in just a minute. Almost there, okay? <laughs> but listen to these. I need to make these statements. Once again, William McDonald says the name Father is found 10 times in the first 18 verses. It's very significant, family, and he says it is and it's the key to understanding them. Practical deeds of righteousness should be done for his approval, not for people's. Not for people's. Now, I want to say this as well. You know, the reason that uh, it, the word Father is brought out so many times is so that you understand that that's where you are receiving your need from to meet needs of others. It is Father. You're not going to a boss. You're not going to somebody that's cold and, and distant and kind of goes, well, you know, put in 600 requisition forms and we'll put it to the board and we'll see what comes of it. <laughs> okay? None of that stuff, thank God. Okay, no red tape, all right? <laughs> Only thing that's red up there is the blood, okay? And it paid for everything. Hallelujah. And the thing that, that, that we need to understand is the reason that Jesus keeps saying Father is he's trying to let us, he's letting us know. He's not trying. He's, he wants to let us know that that's who we go to, and that's the reason why we can receive what we need to receive, and also the person that is looking on our heart. God is not looking at, looking at us as employees. He's looking at us as children. He wants to see how his children are doing. Are his children behaving? Are his children doing the right thing with the right heart? You know, as a parent, it blesses me when I see one of my children bless, uh, you know, uh, one of their, uh, uh, their sibling with something because it came from their heart. Not because they had to do it, but because they just wanted to do it. They saw a need there, and they said, oh, look, here, I've got that. You, you take this, you, you know. And, and they did it at the expense of themselves sometimes. You know, that really blesses me as a parent, and I know that blesses God when we, as his children, do the same thing. Hallelujah. Let's, let's, let's go on now to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1. So accordingly, Jesus now goes in a deal with the first of these practical deeds or, of what I call true kingdom righteousness. Okay, true kingdom righteousness. And that is charitable deeds. And says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1, here we are, our first verse. Okay, he says, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men, to be seen by them. So he has, he has talked about doing charitable, charitable deeds to men. Now he's going to talk about, one, when you're doing that, now that you've got into a good habit, now that you've got your uh, priorities right, now that you, you know, that you know this is the right thing to do. You know, some people don't even know that, <laughs> okay? To some people, you need to go back and let them know what the right thing to do is. But now Jesus is saying, now that you know the right thing, and I'm going to treat you in that way, I'm going to say, now that you know the right thing, okay, I'm going to take for granted you know what the right thing to do is. No, Watch what he says. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men. Now, now that you're doing the right thing, he says, make sure that you're not doing it before people, all right, and uh, to be seen. Again, he goes on to say, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Now, I want you to understand something here, and we will go and look at this in great detail. I want you to notice that he says that you know, you don't get a reward, you're not going to get a reward from your heavenly Father. He didn't say from men. He said your heavenly Father. 
Okay, and that's really significant as well because sometimes people do things to be seen, to be patted on the back, and you know what they want is a, you know, to not only be patted on the back but be blessed by God as well. You're not going to get both, and we're going to see that as we go on. So let me continue on, and let me make, um, make sure that you understand something. I've said here, these charitable deeds are no different to the good works Jesus made reference to in the previous chapter, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, when he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. All right, so I I don't want you to look at that and get mixed up and go, well, didn't didn't Jesus say that they need to see our good works? Shouldn't we be doing things to be seen by them? (laughs) Okay. Now, let me, let me explain this to you. While Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, you know, encourages, and Jesus encourages us to be seen uh, doing good works, that brings glory to God. Here in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1, he now warns us to be careful not to parade our piety by performing charitable deeds for the purpose of being seen by others. Did you get that? Okay, let me explain that to you. So in other words, he's saying, you need to be doing your good works so that other people can look at you and go, wow, you know, that, that's a real Christian, okay? But that's while you're doing it as unto the Lord. That's not going, okay, okay, the lunch crowds are coming out. Let's go do something really good so everybody sees us doing good things. And when they go back to work, we all just go, you yeah, know, that's it. That, you know, lunch is over. Go away. Shoo. You know, we, we don't want to do anything good anymore because nobody's watching us anymore and we're not going to get what, we, what we're actually looking for, which is the praise of men. No, okay? No, no, no. He's saying, while you're going about doing your good deed and you do it as unto the Lord, If people see you, then that's going to be a blessing. They're going to give glory to God because you're doing good things. I don't know how how many times this has worked in reverse where Christians have acted like turkeys. Okay, they've been just mean and horrible and, and, and self-centered and selfish. You know, whenever you, you get mean and all that, that's all self-centeredness. That's just all selfishness. That's all it is. It's all about self you know, and how you look and how you want everybody to see you and how you've been hurt and everything else. That's selfishness. You've got to stop doing that stuff, family. You, you need to go to God, get counseled by God, and move on from there. Hallelujah. But again, you know, this, this has to do with you just go about as you are led by the Spirit. You go about doing the things that God calls you to do. Amen. And if people see you, don't, you know, don't go, oh, people are seeing me. I'm going to go hide in a bush because it says don't be seen of men. No, no. (laughs) So Jesus is saying, no, don't do that. All right. If you're serving somebody and you're blessing someone and someone happens to see you, notice that happens to see you. You didn't plan it. Okay, if somebody happens to see you doing something, then know something. Know that they're not going to go, oh, look at Roche. Oh, he's so amazing and everything. No, 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 no. What he's saying is, listen, if you're doing the right thing with the right heart, what they're going to see is not you, but the love of God in you. And if they see the love of God, then they're going to see the God behind that love, and they're going to give glory to him. Did you get that? And in you doing the right thing, they're going to go, wow, maybe this is something I should consider. You know, maybe I should give my life to God because look at the, the, the way he, he loves and he blesses. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you get that? So while Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16 was talking about just in case you get sane, you need to understand. That, and please don't say, oh, they didn't say anything good about what they saw about me doing. You better not say stuff like that. What he's saying is if they see you, you just, you just, in the back of your mind, you just think, thank you, God, that they're getting, you're getting glory for this. Hallelujah. That I'm a good representative. I'm a good ambassador down here on this earth for you. 
Amen? Hallelujah. And just keep doing what you're doing. But now he's saying, sometimes what happens, and this is why he's bringing this up, sometimes people start with the right motivations. And over time, you know, they, they, people uh, kind of pat them on the back, and you've got to be so careful about this family. You've got to make sure that stuff doesn't get in. It's okay on the outside, but it, it must not get in. It's to the place where now you're only doing things to be seen. You started out right. You started out by doing things because you were led of the Spirit and you were doing it with the right heart. And, you know, you did it because people were blessed and you saw that look on their face and it really touched you and it blessed you. You know, it's more blessed to give than to receive because of the, the person that receives it has that look on their face of thank you. You know, and that just, it's, it's priceless. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right. And so what, what you start out with that, but then, you know, sometimes instead of looking forward, we start looking back. We start looking at, oh, who is looking at me? And you go, oh, and people go, oh, and see, people have this habit of doing this. Oh, you're such an amazing person. And they start stroking you, so to speak, you know, your ego, you know, and you kind of, after a while, you start taking your eyes off the person that's saying thank you to the person that's saying, oh, you're amazing. And then the next time you want to do something, you want to go wait for that person to come out to go do something so that they go, there they are doing it again. Wow. Are you getting all of this? I'm sorry I'm preaching today. Okay, I need to do this because this, this series is about not just teaching but about preaching. You need to get your heart right. And you need to, you need to be careful that you guard against Without, you don't, and then let me say this as well. I have seen people that get horrible towards people that give them a compliment because they're like, oh, I'm doing this for the Lord. Don't, don't, you know, just don't do anything. And then people are just like, oh, don't ever give him a compliment. You know, he bites your head off. Okay? Because, they, you know, this is the other extreme. Don't do that either. Remember that we are people that come from a God of love. Okay? We are born out of love and we should be displaying love constantly. And when people thank us, thank them for noticing, but not, don't let, I told you, don't let it in. It's okay for them to, to thank you and to be, you know, for them to see you doing the right thing. But you know, what you need to say is, it's all God. You know, God gave me the provision and God led me here and I'm just doing what God asked me to do. And that's how much God loves these people. Amen. And you need to encourage them to be a part of what you're doing, not just be the people that are, you know, your fans and patting you on the back. Did you get what I said? William McDonald says, It is not the deed that Jesus condemns, but the motive. Notice again, it is not the deed that Jesus condemns, but the motive. If public notice is the motivating factor, then it is the only reward, for God will not reward hypocrisy. Ooh, ouch. Okay, did you get that? Okay. He's saying here, once again, he's saying, it's not what you're doing. He says, but if all your, the reason that you're doing it is to be noticed, then what you are going to receive is only what you receive from whoever notices you. Then you better time things out. And when you get to heaven, you'll have to answer that, by the way, as well. <laughs> okay? Because God's not going to reward. Listen, he, as he said, God will not reward hypocrisy. In other words, you are not going to get a blessing from God if you are doing it only to be seen by other people, only to be noticed, only so you can get your name in the paper. And, you know, by the way, oh, it was me. It was, you know, it doesn't matter all the people that blessed you to get you to the place where you could bless others. Oh, it was all about you and about getting your name in the paper or whatever. Okay, just it, these are things you got to watch out for, family. Hallelujah. In his commentary, William Hendrickson <coughs> uh, similarly states that the purpose of the hypocrites 
referred to in Matthew 6.1, is to obtain praise for themselves. They perform their religious acts in order to attract the people's attention. Notice again, they perform their religious acts. Okay, did you get that? Okay, in order to attract people's attention so that the latter, that is the people, will carefully inspect and closely examine them while they're engaged in almsgiving, prayer, and fasting. Hopefully the spectators will say, how devout, how remarkably pious are these scribes and Pharisees. <laughs> okay, is that you? Are you a scribe and a Pharisee? Do you want people to closely inspect your deeds and give you the praise? Better not, family. Okay, and I know you won't, but don't let that in because that's what you're letting in. Amen? As we begin to move out and do all of these things, we really need to have the right heart. It is one of the most difficult things to do to keep your eyes on God, to keep your heart right, and make sure these outside influences don't get in. Hallelujah. Now, as to the kind of good works or deeds we are to engage in, uh, the Apostle James says in James chapter 2, let's go there next, and we will not finish this today. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't even trying. All right, I just wanted to introduce this. But uh, let's go to James chapter 2, because James is, you know, we're doing the book of James, and we'll continue doing the book of James when, when I feel like you can manage the next lot. <laughs> Okay, James kind of really lets you have it, you know, right between the eyes. And you've got to have breathing breaks between James. Uh, the Apostle John, on the other hand, is lovely and he's an apostle of love. James is the other way, you know. <laughs> As I said to one of the pastors I was talking to, I said, you know, James is that kind of book. It should be subtitled, We Take No Prisoners. You know? <laughs> I mean, he just comes at you, whacks you, just tells you, this is what's right. Get on with it and walks off kind of thing. Okay, hallelujah. Anyway, let's go to James chapter 2 and verse 15 again. I'll only introduce this today. He says, suppose you see a brother or sister who needs food or clothing. Here we go. All right, these are the deeds we're talking about now. Verse 16, and you say, well, goodbye and God bless you. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? <laughs> okay. Now, he, isn't, he is not talking, listen to me, he is not talking to people that don't have enough themselves. I find this happen over and over again. The people had, that have a little get all condemned and, you know, feel guilty. And they're going, okay, I've got three things. I guess I could, I could give one away and live off two. <laughs> okay, sweetheart, you're the person we want to give stuff to, okay? You're not the one that I'm really talking to right now. I'm talking to all those people out there that have wardrobes and, you know, stuff that is just hanging everywhere. And, I mean, you just don't, you, you've, got, you've got the money. You've got the supply. God has been blessing you. And, you know, you just want to hang on to that. Listen to me. You know you all can't take any of that with you, right? <laughs> okay? Whatever you give, you know. Understand, you know, I, I, let me tell you a story about a man that decided that, you know, he had so much money, he just decided he's going to give it all away. Now, this is a Christian, okay, not an unbeliever, because this would not have happened to an unbeliever, all right? This is a person that, whose father is God. Okay, this is very important. All right, so, so he just decided, I'm just going to give everything I have away. So he, he, just, he just started giving and giving again. Do you know what the Bible says if you give? Do you know what happens? It comes back. Press, especially with a good heart. 
pressed down, chained together, running over. Do you know what happened? In him giving all of it away, he got more back than he ever had to begin with. (laughs) And he just, he couldn't, listen, listen, he couldn't outgive God. The more he gave, the more God gave back to him. Press down, checking together, 30, 60, 100, fold. okay? And so he just gives some more. And he, just, he just wants to be a blessing. He just wants to be a blessing. He didn't want to be blessed. He just wanted to be a blessing. But that's, that's when the miracle happens. When you just want to do things from the right heart. You're not looking for anything in return. You just see a need and you say, there it is. I'm going to bless that person. And you just do it and God says, that, that's the one. That's what I'm looking for. That's the one. If they give, it'll be given back to them. Good measure, pressed down, running, shaking together, running over, because they're giving from their heart. So this is not one of these people that just says, oh, you know, God bless, uh, stay warm, eat well, doesn't give them anything. They have plenty. They've got stuff going, rotting in their cupboards, gone, by, gone past the use by date. They're more willing to throw it in the bin than go out and give it to somebody. Are you with me? Okay, those are the people I'm talking to. And he says in verse 17, you, so you see, it is, uh, you know what, let me stop for a second. I, I need to clarify something as well. James was the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. It was the biggest church around, and he had this wide division between poor people that hardly had anything and these rich people that would come in, you know, in their gold apparel and all, he's going to talk about all these rings on their fingers and necklaces and everything else and there's this poor person sitting next to them that doesn't even have enough to eat for the day and these guys have so much they don't know what to do with, they're just, you know, opulent, they're just, they're lavishly dressed and they will not give this person anything. They just go, oh, 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 brother Bob, oh, yes, be blessed, uh, be filled, (laughs) see you later, bye, and that's it. So James is addressing people like that. Are you all with me? Amen? So he says, so you see, it isn't, now in James 2, verse 17, he says, so you see, it isn't enough just to have faith. Faith that doesn't show itself by good deeds is no faith at all. Oh, ouch, It, it is dead and useless. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Did you get that? If you say, I've got faith, he's saying, let me see in what you do with that faith. You know, I I don't want you to be talking about faith because that could be selfish. What is important in the kingdom is a faith. That's why the Apostle Paul said, you know, even if I can move mountains, I think this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. I've got to stop now, I ran out of time. But, you know, when he says, even if I have all faith and I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. So you can have faith. You can do all these amazing things for yourself. And in God's eyes, you're nothing. And in James' eyes, you're nothing. Remember, James is the half-brother of Jesus. He knew what uh, hypocrisy was. He knew what true righteousness was. Oh, hallelujah. That's why he is the way he is, and he says the things that he says. I have so run out of time. I've got to leave it there. Uh, I pray that <laughs> you'll come back next week, okay, and that we continue forward. I, I'm teaching you something that will bless you tremendously, something that will open the windows of heaven and allow God to pour out the blessings into your life so that you can be a conduit, so that you can be a person that can be a blessing in this earth. So that you can be that country B that has come to this country A. That you're not in the world. Even though you're in the world, you're not of the world. And so you can be a blessing from God's provision, especially in our family, when the world needs us. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you today for your word. And we thank you, Father. 
as much as we have been learning about faith, now we want to do something with our faith. We want to move forward and we want to live lives that shine before you. Hallelujah. Lives that truly please you, God. So that not only are we using our faith and we are walking by faith, which pleases you, but that we're also using our faith in the right direction to be blessings to people so that they give you the glory, God. Not us, but you. So that you can then influence their hearts to turn away from the death and the, the destruction in this world and turn their eyes to a God that wants to bless and wants to love them and wants to provide for all of their needs according to his riches in glory. In Jesus' name we pray all of these things and we believe and receive them. Hallelujah. Amen.